This is Josh Mills. Hey, and this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are happy to have you guys along with us for today's episode. And we are on the other side of 100 now. We are at 101 episodes. That is correct. So we are very happy you guys are still with us. Hopefully you were able to celebrate with us last week as we went on and had our 100th episode. It was lots of fun. But we're back at it now. And this is a beer week. So, Dad, what are we doing this week? We're doing lawn mowing beers. Okay, lawn mowing beers. What are your beers and your parents? Well, I have two beers, Josh, and I'll explain why. But the forefront beer is Miller Genuine Draft. And my snack, it's not really a snack, it's a Hunger Man dinner. And I got the country fried chicken one that has gravy, mashed potatoes, green beans, and an apple dessert. Okay, so we've got a Hungry Man dinner and Miller Genuine Draft, and you want to talk about what your second one is? Well, it's Miller High Life. I mean, you know, when we were deciding what beer I was going to do, we said Miller Genuine Draft, and you said, oh, are you sure you're not doing the High Life? Well, let me tell the story later, but I've got them both here, and we shouldn't be doing this many beers, but here we go. Well, good thing they're they should be not too heavy on the palate and too uh, too high in the alcohol. But for mine, I'm going to be doing the Montucky Cold Snack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a beer out of Montana, and it's a light, light kind of same style. And my snacks this week, I have a ranch. It's called Ranch Parm Snack Mix. It's a, a nut mix that's got a little Parmesan crisp, and it's ranch flavored. I have some. Teriyaki pork jerky, which is also known as around my house as pork crack because it is so dang good. And as a little homage to Mr. Dave Madison or Rum Guy Dave out there, as he loves to have ramen with his, and he thinks some of the best pairing is a lighter style beer. So I have some faux ramen that I made myself. It's going to be a grand old time. Yeah, well. So before we, before we dig in, and we head into these beers, what we have from two weeks ago, we got to talk about the blind. So it was a wine blind. Let's see. When was that, Josh? <laughs> yeah. And, it was... uh, last week was the, the celebration episode, and the week before that was brunch. <laughs> and then we had, was it? No, it wasn't brunch. It was, it was two weeks ago. Okay. Last week we had 100. All right. All right. I, man. You're thinking all the way back to the last liquor episode. Not quite not that far. Used, I'm not used to this, but. So it is, oh. I thought it was a Chilean Savion Blanc. It was during the Summer Whites episode, which, speaking of that, before we reveal the blind, if you want to know some more local wine professionals from Central Arkansas, what their favorite summer wines are, you can check out Seth's article that came out. Came out last Wednesday. Came out last week, and uh, I was featured in it talking about the raspberry mushroom, and there were some other local or Arkansas professionals talking about some of their favorite summer wine choices. All right, go check it out. So I, but back to the blind, I thought it was a Chilean Sauvignon Blanc. So what was it, Dad? Sauvignon Blanc is correct. And, you know, I asked you a question specific to, because you said New Zealand was one of the, one of the locations it could be. New Zealand, Chile, United States. Was there somewhere else? I know it's No, those three. were the those were the top ones. And I, I said, said, Well why do you why do you think it's 
Chile instead of New Zealand. And you got you had a great answer. But it was New Zealand Oyster Bay. Oh, okay. But Savion Blanc, right? Savion Blanc, yeah. So you got that part right. And I think what tricked you, you, you were talking about the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. And that Savion Blanc I did came from Costco. Kirkland didn't, to me, have that much grapefruit. And so this Oyster Bay is kind of like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was another good option, a great little summer wine out there. But now we're going to head into the lawn mowing beer. So this week, Dad is actually going to start off. So, Dad, remind us what your snack is and your beer. Again, the the beers are the High Life and the Genuine Draft from Miller. And then I have the Hungry Man. And, you know, Hungry Man's got all these different flavors. I just chose the chicken fried chicken. <laughs> and uh, the green beans. It comes with green beans. It comes with... Uh, Looks like apple something, applesauce something, and potatoes. So there's no order. You can eat that. What I wanted to do, and here's what happened. Why I ended up with both of these. So I go to our favorite liquor store. Wait a minute. First I went, well, it's another favorite. I went to the local favorite liquor store. Walked in there. There's the high life. No Miller Genuine Draft. And I got a good relationship with the guys, and I said, oh, do you got some Miller Genuine Draft that may be in the back? And I go, oh, no, oh, no, we usually have that, but we're out. So then I went to the, quote, favorite liquor store. Same thing. The champagne of beers, the Miller Life, High Life, was there, but no Genuine Draft. So I said, man, Got two strikes against me. I better go ahead and just buy the high life. And he, and then he texts me and says, "Hey, I can't find it." Well, then I went two other places. Oh, and texted you. So four places texted you. I can't find it. If you find it, pick up some. And I was able to find it. I just found it in the grocery store. Yeah, that's where I'm. I found it in a in a Kroger that's close to my house. But so I want to do a little taste test. Um, they. The only, okay, the only real, real difference, okay. Not, Miller, the, the, not the real world, the only difference is cold filtering on Miller Genuine Draft. Now, Miller High Life started in 1903, so that guy's been around a while. And he comes in at 4.6 ABV. Genuine Draft comes in at 4.7. Miller Lite comes in at 4.2. So we're drinking these out of the bottle, and the reason I want to do out of the bottle, I'm I'm kind of in this working man hero mode. Okay. And the lawn mowing, yeah, that's part of that. You know, you. You've got these guys that come around, and they man, they mow your yard in about 30 minutes, and, <laughs> and there's, you know, yep. six guys and, you know, I don't know if they're drinking in between or what, but <laughs> my theory is the working man hero, he doesn't have time to pour it in a glass. He just has to get on with it. So, have you tried one, Josh? So, I have. I tried the Genuine Draft because that was, you know, your original pick. And, you know, you said that the Miller Genuine Draft is cold filtered, which is true, but High Life is actually pasteurized. 
So that was part of the process. That's right. So that they could sell it more was they had to figure a way to keep it stable. Right. And so they decided to pasteurize it. Now, these are both from the Miller Brewing Company, Mm -hmm. which started in Milwaukee. That's right. In Milwaukee in 1855. Yep. There's a huge brewing tradition in Milwaukee, and that's one of the reasons that their baseball team is called the Brewers. That's right. But there are, I mean, if you think of a lot of old, old, but a lot of American beers, Miller, Schlitz, Hams, um, what's another one? Shoot, there's another big one. Leinenkugel. Leinenkugel. Well, I'm talking like old. Leinenkugel is not as old as these ones. Mm-mm. But all those, uh, Paps, PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon, all those come from the Milwaukee area originally. So there's a huge brewing tradition up there. Miller's one of the ones that's old. But both these beers are, I mean, you can read through them. Mm-hmm. Like they oh, are so clear. They are, like you said, they're super light. I've only had the Genuine Draft. And it's light. It's crisp. It's got a little bit of good flavor to it. Almost a little apple-y to me. Apple-y? Hmm. I guess I didn't get that. Well, I mean, it's just, it's light. It almost reminds me of some ciders with some of the flavors that are going on. It's not like apple, right. but there's some kind of, you know, kind of grainy, almost like a peanut butteriness to it. Well, guess what, Josh? What? You know, I, I've referred to RateBeer.com a bunch of times. <laughs> And genuine Miller genuine draft comes in at zero. Zero out of fifty. Well, that's because they're both beer snobs on there. Well, that and that that's part of it. Because it's just but it's open the, source rating. It's not actually. But the high life comes in at zero as well. <laughs> One one's a little higher. The high life is a little higher on the style points. It's ten, and the other one Miller. Genuine draft is seven. So I don't care what they say, but it's it's a good beer for the purpose. Right. It's it's a good lawn mowing beer. And I have a story about this Miller Genuine Draft and why I wanted to use it. Okay. Go for it. So back in the 90s, I was working for a company called Black and Beach. And we had a project that was to repower the Fort Myers power plant. In other words, it was coal. We were going to repower it to gas and do a lot of things to it. So we were going down there like every every two weeks. We'd go down there for two weeks. We'd take our, our information, digest it, do whatever. Go back for two weeks. Was, well, we, was this the one where you guys had to deal with the manatees? The, out, the output in the, the, the hydro output with the manatees? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll tell that story if you want. And so we started staying on the bay at, I can't remember if it was a Holiday Inn or what kind of local you know, place it was. But everybody loved the Miller Lite. Okay, we're gonna go. You know, yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to buy their beer and drink their stuff. And, well, we got where and Miller. I, what did you pay for the genuine draft? 
seven ninety nine, something like that. Some something like that. Well, that's what I paid for the Miller Lite. Well, or the Miller High Life. The Miller Lite is going to be like ten ninety nine. It's going to be like three dollars more. So we started seeing that three dollars, even though we were on expenses. Yeah, and it's so. I was in that home brewing thing, and I knew that I wanted something that had a little more home root, home brew characteristic to it than the Miller Light. So I zeroed in on the Miller Genuine Draft. I could have done the High Life. Yeah, they're about the same. But I'd read I'd read a report about Genuine Draft that it was the best non-craft beer blah 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 that came closest right and it was three dollars cheaper so so that means you can buy more and so i could buy uh three six packs for the two something like that and we'd stick that six packs around the corner <laughs> and we'd be drinking on it <laughs> and then somebody go to their room and get some more so that's my connection to the miller genuine drive I like, so, which one do you like better? Have you decided? Okay, so here's the thing. They're both very similar in flavor. Mm-hmm. To me, the High Life is actually a little sweeter. It comes off with a little bit more sweetness. They're both crisp. They're both light. They're both easy drinking. They're both going to do what you want it to do. The only difference that I'm really telling is that the High Life is a little bit sweeter. Now, you know, talking a little bit about the history of this, you said, you know, this is from 1903. Right. You know, in in the early 1900s, according, you know, I'm just looking off Miller's website right now, most people didn't drink at home. Right. You know, you would go out to drink. you go to the saloons or the bars mm-hmm. to have it, but you could enjoy, you could have a take-home bucket. So that was kind of what started, because before that, bottled beer canned beer was not really a thing you went to the bar mm-hmm. you got your draft beer or you got it you know straight from the firkin mm-hmm. kind of thing so they had to figure out you know like i said they had to figure out a way to get these take-home possibles and that was how they got into the bottled beers and because the buckets that they would send them home in were champagne buckets filled oh. with ice and the beer oh. that's where high life got the nickname of the champagne. champagne of beer. Right. Because it was one of the first ones that you could have bottles and take home. And I think that's kind of where they come in with the high life is, you know, you're living high if you can take it home. Yeah. And, exactly. and drink on exactly. it Because people didn't do that. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's good. I'm not quite sure which is my favorite yet. Well, I'm with you. The, the high life is sweeter. You said one of them had an apple. No, I don't. I don't get that with either one. So it's it's not like true apple. It's like you get a little bit of apple and a lot of peanut butter. Like apple and peanut butter together. Mm-hmm. That slight sweetness of like a good sweet apple with that nuttiness of, of peanut butter. Now, I know I'm dissecting these beers. Yeah, and the are. beers aren't meant to be dissected. But no. I'm just kind of showing you can dissect any beer you want. So cold fermenting. Filtering. Filtering actually it actually filters out that old dead yeast and whatever else and actually everything if you filter a beer you're filtering it cold 
because you're not going to filter right out of the out of the fire. No, but, of, but it's it depends on the temperature. Yeah, because cold filtering, you actually drop the temperature of the beer. That's right. Before you filter it, because you'll actually be able to filter out more impurities and bad stuff. But you also will filter out flavor. Isn't that well, right? That's right. And to me, you know, Bud and Bud Light filter out more. And I guess it has to do with the screen size, okay, of what particles you're actually removing. And it seems like to me, Miller Genuine Draft, and I like the same, same formula, they end up with more flavor than a Bud Light or a Bud, to me. I don't know. And, and like you said, you drop that temperature, and what that does is that, and it's called the bright. That makes the bright, like, go to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now, these are ales, so they're, they're, Mm-mm. no, I'm, pardon me, these are lagers, so they're, they're already cold, and so that, that yeast, dead yeast is on the top. Mm-hmm. So you want it to drop. Yeah. So um, it's just the process of getting rid of the old yeast and whatever else might have been suspended. Yeah. Well, and so I'm just looking on High Life and it's things I didn't know. You know, they, Miller developed a, a more light, stable hop that they started using because, you know, these are clear bottles. Mm-hmm. You know, and hops and light don't go together. And beer, usually, and light don't go together. It'll skunk. Mm-hmm. That's why most of the time they'll have brown bottle. But these are both in, in clear bottles. And part of the reason they did that was, A, it was probably cheaper back then to do clear bottles. And so they found a way to help the sustainability or the shelf life of their beer without skunking by adding these specific... Or developed actually, they developed the the hop. Now I read somewhere that Corona owns the patent to the clear bottles. So I know all Corona. Who owns Corona? Well, that's you know we're digging back into all that. I you know things have changed in so many years um, because it's like. Who who owns who owns Miller now? Molson uh, Coors, Coors, yeah. And it's like <laughs> that was, you know, that didn't happen. But so now that we've said something about Corona, I got another story. Uh oh. Well, we went to Mexico, and and this is back, I don't know, nineties. Something like that. And I started homebrewing by then and go back and it's like wherever we lived, we didn't have Corona. And I thought, man, that this Corona tastes pretty good. You know, put that lime in there and squeeze it and you get the beer with the lime taste. And, mm-hmm. and so we get back and, you know, I call up somebody that I knew that knew a distributor and I said, hey, man, I'll. I'm going to be a distributor for Corona. And they go, nope, 
no, no, there's not enough people in this area for us to have a distributor of Corona. Well, was this, where was it? Was this Kansas? I, that's the, Josh, this is the part of the story I can't remember. <laughs> I want to say it was Tennessee, but then I want to, I, I want to think it had to have been Kansas, Kansas City. Okay. But to shorten the story a little bit, it wasn't very long, and all of a sudden, here comes Corona. There it is. It's already, it's already coming yeah. in the stores. Well, like I said, I was a home brewer. And so I thought, well, and if you read about the high life and the, and the genuine draft and all of these guys in this time frame, this 1985 time frame, that's when, that's when genuine draft came out. Hmm. Coors had such, or excuse me, Corona had such a big part of the market that they're all trying to compete. And I think that was part of the reason why they had the clear bottles. Of course, they wanted to show off their how clear their beer was and how beautiful it is. And so I decided, hmm, I'm a home brewer. I want to come up with something. So I came up with a beer that had you know, Dad slipped a little tequila in the beer. <laughs> you know, dry instead of dry hopping it, dried tequila it, and instead of dry hopping, dry lime it. Oh, so I made a a beer that had lime and tequila in it, and I sent it to uh, one of these competitions, which I zero to fifty is the numbers. 25 is, quote, drinkable. Uh-oh. It means... Uh, I get <laughs> It's okay to drink it, but lower than that, you'd want to just pour it out. Higher than that would be much better. But 25 was... I think my number was like 26 or something. So they classified it drinkable. So, I was real proud of it, actually. <laughs> And they, they rated it 26, is that what you said? I think so. I think that's that number six in my head. And so, you know, I've been making it. It was, it was quote, my lawn mowing beer. Yeah. Because it had the lime. It had the, the alcohol was not upped any really because of the tequila. It just kind of gave it that tequila taste. Next thing you know. There's a beer on the market called Tequiza. From whom? From uh, Corona. Okay. But the point is, they used agape and tequila and lime to make this beer. Yeah. And so they were, actually it wasn't Corona. They're trying to compete with Corona. Who was this? I'll have to find the right tab. But they were trying to compete with Corona because every Corona was it was but it was Bud and Heiser. Yeah, A B. Yeah, and Heiser Bush. So they were trying to get part of that Corona market, get part of that Mexican beer market. Yeah. Well, you know, now there are some popular styles of beer that are tequila lime gozas. So it's like a lime goza that they'll age in tequila barrels. I hadn't heard of that. 
Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to try one. They're really good. They're usually, I mean, they're boozy. Um, they're but they're you know, being a goza. You know, it's a sour beer, and it's a lot. It's a lime sour. It's actually pretty good. I can't remember who makes it. I think it. Uh, can't think off the top of my head. So, what have you picked a favorite yet? Oh, these two. Yeah. MGD. Okay. The other one, like you said, is sweet. Yeah. I don't really need the sweet. You know, I I think I'm going to go with the High Life. Well, I, you know, they're. it's amazing we kind of picked up on the difference. Yeah. Because the formal, they say the formal is the same. I mean. Well, but it's it's how they, it's the, the stabilization method. Exactly. The, and that just the shows. pasteurization or the whole filter. That just shows that every step. Matters. matters right and even if you have the exact same formula for beer you do one thing different mm-hmm. and it's going to taste completely different and the calories is 144 so you know you could slam several of these. for mgd both of them one exactly of- the same the only difference mm-hmm. is the only difference is the abv 141 for high life mm-hmm. according to the website well, I looked at the I looked at the box when I wrote this down. Oh. So I don't have any I guess this is actually my first time drinking either one of these beers. Okay. I've never had either one of these beers before. But my only you know, Miller High Life has kind of come back into fashion as a kind of a hipster beer. Mm-hmm. It's come back into by and one thing that they do and bars have capitalized on this is they'll sell Miller High Life in Pony Bottle. You know what a Pony okay. Bottle is? Mm-hmm. I think it's like a 12-ounce bottle or something. It's just a little short squat bottle. And they'll sell them for like two fifty, two fifty a bottle. You know what I'm talking about? A Pony Bottle? These are 12-ounce, so it's going to be more than that. Less than that, I mean. Uh, it might be the same. It might be actually the same. They just the change the size of the bottle, and they're just these short squat. Maybe it's eight ounces. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's that. But they sell them for dirt cheap. Yeah, and so you can buy a bunch of them, and you know you can buy a bucket of them at a place, and they're you know, but they sell them on the they sell them on the cheap, and it's a good like late night long term kind of beer. If you're not wanting to buy a light beer kind of thing. So it's kind of come back into fashion. And I was, when I was talking to Jordan before, before the episode, I was telling her, I was like, man, if I would have picked a pair, a pairing to go with this beer with the high life, it would have been a four quarter burger. (laughs) We have a place in, we have a place here in Little Rock. And a lot of you may know it. Is called Four Quarter. It's down in Argenta, and it's kind of a late night. It's a dive bar. Yeah, late and I usually go there late night, and that's one of the places that sells. It's like a dollar fifty, and maybe even a dollar fifty or dollar twenty five ponies of Miller High Life, and it's a place you go. They stay open late after everyone else closes. You go get your burger because you're you know you had a little much, but you want to keep drinking. You go get a burger there, and you have some High Life. And I was telling her, I was like, that's one thing that I would put with this. Or, you know, a Midtown burger. For those of you who may prefer Midtown over mm-hmm. 
over four quarter. But the, you know, I am pleasantly surprised by both of these beers. Now, I would not. This says they're they're either five ounces or seven. It's probably seven. Five ounces in in uh, Australia. Well, then it's probably seven seven, here. seven <laughs> ounces here. But they're just little short squat bottles, and they sell them for you know really cheap. But I'm pleasantly surprised by both of these beers. And like I said, I prefer. I'm I'm if I had to pick, I'm going to prefer the high life. Now, it goes with the food fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not care for the mashed potatoes in this at all. Well, <laughs> they did not taste great to me. But the chicken, I mean, the chicken was good, and this this matches with it being on the lighter style, lighter side. It's I think those potatoes doesn't are, really do are from flakes. Right. I well, I'm guaranteed they're from flakes. <laughs> and a little bit uh, of milk and but kind of like so if you think if you go back to the par- the episode I did with Dave and him talking about how you have a beer that's a, like a palate cleanser. Yeah. So you can taste whatever you're eating again. I think both of these beers fit that bill. Right. I think they've got flavor enough to be okay. To drink and like you said, they're they're light. They're there to drink and enjoy. They're not really there to think about. So the manatee story, you want to hear that? Yeah, go ahead and do that while I'm eating this apple cobbler, and then uh, we'll switch over to my we'll switch over to my beer. It's not good either, but huh, I bet you know, it differs, sir. Okay, the hungry, <laughs> I mean good. the hungry man. You know, if you're hungry and and uh, you don't want to cook. Uh, I did these in the oven. You can do them in the microwave. Get a couple of those. Two, two of the, two of these hungry men were um, less than ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, so you got it. Okay, so the Fort Myers power plant is in an area where the manatees come up in the river, adjacent to where the power plant is. And manatees, they've been in the news a lot lately. And the reason they've been in the news lately is because the, the seagrass isn't growing. And it's, a, it's a, probably a global warming something. And the manatees are starving. But again, another thing that happens to manatees is they freeze to death at about 64 degrees in the water and so one of the things that we had to do on that power plant was figure out a way so that that water of course that you know we're cooling the water off and the power plant's up and running at 100 percent because you don't want to put you know really really hot water in there and scold them yeah you guys had to have like figure out how to thread that needle so yeah so it, it's getting cooled off but when the power plant's completely down, the water is going to get cold. And believe it or not, Florida can get yeah, some cold snaps. Can. So what we ended up having to do was uh, a design that had one of the combustion turbines, if the power plant had to be completely down, that would run and heat water up and then put it into the river where the manatees would be. And we had a thermostat-like device out there in the water yeah. to make sure it stayed above 64. 
Yeah, and it was really cool because I remember going down. I remember going down to Fort Myers one time. I think we ended up going to Disney that that trip. But we went down while you were working on the plant one weekend, and we got to go out and see that output, which was really cool because, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about energy companies not caring for the environment, not not really caring what they're doing, and it was good to see that Black and Veatch did take that into consideration. And I know they were kind of forced to by the Florida Floridian government. And, and, yeah. I'm not sure how exactly who, whose uh, decision. I think if Florida power and light wanted to make sure that they took care of things. Yeah. Which was, which was really, which was really nice to see, but I, it was really cool. Cause when we went, there were just, there were manatees just swimming up and down the little canal kind yep. of area. Yep. And you could see the, the water being churned by the output from the, uh, from the, from the power plant. And it was, it was nice to know that they were taking care of them. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and switch over since we finished our hungry man. And by the way, the MGD goes better with the cobbler than the high life does. Cause of that sweetness. <laughs> no, no, because of the, the, Appley peanut butteriness that I oh, got okay. in this. I, right. I thought it tasted better. Okay. But I still like the highlights better. Um, so we're going to switch over to my beer. My beer is the Montucky Cold Snack. For those of us here in the state of Arkansas, this is a newer beer into the state. It has its roots in Montana, but I believe I believe it's it's also brewed in in um the Milwaukee area in either Wisconsin or Minnesota. And that's one of the ways it's easier to get to us here in Arkansas. Oh, okay. Because it's out because since it's brewed outside the state, I think it's outside some of those laws a little bit, but this is another American light, American light style lager. It is clear as can be. One of the things that I like about this is compared to, both of these beers we've just had compared to Yingling and some of the other lighter American style lagers, it's not as sweet. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of good flavor with it without that extra sweetness. It's, I think it's in the four, it's in the four to 5% range. ABV. In ABV. And yeah. my snacks, uh, before we get too far into this, my snacks, I have, I have a ranch, snack mix uh nut mix that has some parmesan crisp in it i have some pork crack um which is also known as um teriyaki pork jerky and some ramen now i call it cheaters ramen because what it is is my version of instant ramen and what i did was i took some better than bouillon chicken stock Right, and I fortified it with some carrots, onions, bell peppers, and garlic. And I okay. toast those. I kind of quick roast toast those yeah. in the pan first. Then I put. Then I get the stock going for about twenty minutes to fortify it, and I actually cook the noodles in the stock. Right. So that's uh that's what I got, and there is absolutely no order to this. I don't know. I see an order, or at least I'm thinking about the snack mix. Well, you can eat it however you want. I'm going to eat some of the ramen because it's <laughs> delicious. Okay. 
This is a this is a clear beer. You can read right through it. Too. It's yep. It's another really clear. And you say it's ABVs in the fours. I believe so. I don't have a can in front of me, and I'm not really seeing it on their website. So I believe it's just it's in that light four range. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of tastes in that range too, and mm-hmm. when you drink a bunch of them, it feels in that <laughs> it feels in that range as well. It's a beautiful looking can. Got a little horse running around there. Um, we, I actually found out about this beer being in the state from being at the baseball game. Mm. You remember we were at the baseball game mm-hmm. before one of the fireworks games and mm-hmm. they put an ad up and Jordan's like, Montucky, that's from Montana. Cause she's from Montana and you know, knows right. everything. And then it was like, oh yeah, it's available where liquor, uh, any local liquor store. That went, what do you get on the nose? I mean. There's a little bit there. I get. I I don't get on the nose because I don't know the this beer. We didn't know we didn't know the Miller beer because that's a just the bottle. No, but on the taste, I get just kind of a. I get a a, mal, a light malty sweetness, mm-hmm. some roasty notes to it, a little bit of light, very light white floral, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It is to me. This is a great pool beer. It's a great hot, hot beer going on. But you know, Montucky started in 2012 with a couple with a couple guys who were just wanting to to do another light beer, and they wanted to not only create a light, refreshing beer. But they wanted to support their local community while they did that. And what they've done is 8% of their profits go back to, they donate to causes. Mm -hmm. Now, the causes are all sorts of places. You can actually, if you run a, a cause that you believe montucky should donate to they actually have a place on their website where you can apply Mm. to be one of their one of their recipients and they don't just do montana they do actually any state where montucky is sold there aren't any nonprofits that uh from arkansas yet but they've got them from arizona california Alaska, Colorado, New Mexico, New New York, Oregon, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Texas, Idaho, Illinois, Kansas, Utah, Wyoming, a ton in Montana, Washington, Missouri, Minnesota, Nevada, Wisconsin, Kentucky. Like there's just, I mean, it's part of their DNA to give back. And part of that, also, one of the things that they support with this being Pride Month, they actually support LGBTQIA+. Um, communities wherever they serve. Oh, okay. And a really cool thing is they have a spot on their website that you can go and get some safety tips. If you're worried, if you're part of that community and you want, and you need support, there are places for them to, for you to find, for find what you need and be able to educate yourself to, to move forward. And which is, which, which I just, I absolutely love. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a great to have that as a part of their, of their DNA. And they, <laughs> and you can even, you can even go on their website and buy, you know, they have some pride, 
Pride Apparel that they're, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that they're really? selling right now. You can even buy a big unicorn float. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what do you think so far of it? It's a good beer. Yep. Um, it's not as sweet as the High Life. And the Miller Genuine Draft has more of a hop, bitter taste to me. So this would fit right in that category of, you know, lawn mowing summer, as you said, at the pool, whatever it be. And you you mentioned it. Uh, it's a very distinctive can. I don't know that they do bottles yet. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any. But, most, most, especially new companies, right? That are going to do this style of beer aren't going to pay to do a bottle because the bottles are expensive. Well, and shipping bottles is very costly. Very costly because you know, yeah, glass weighs more than a can. <laughs> yep. And then you're filling up the glass with the beer. But yeah. No, that's a good beer. Yeah, I I mean, I really like this beer. It's super, super refreshing, light, but it doesn't get to some of that sweetness. Like, the yingling is great, but to me, yingling is really sweet. Me too. And I think a lot of, now, I don't foray into this realm of beer very often, but when I do, the sweetness is one of the things that I find in a lot of beers. And if I'm drinking a bunch of them without eating anything, which is mostly what I do Uh-oh. with these type of beers, that sweetness just kind of wears on you mm. after a while, which is one of the reasons I really like this. I, I told you it's pork crack. Well, <laughs> it's very sweet. and go, But it goes very well with this beer. It's not as sweet. And we've talked about sweet on sweet. Sweet not on sweet. I mean, we can just sit here and eat this. <laughs> and folks, he's talking about the pork jerky. Mm-hmm. Now, the pork jerky and the... Oh, they couldn't see me waving it. No, they couldn't. We're still in a auditory medium. The uh, So, the, the pork jerky and the snack mix are both Costco buys. Mm-hmm. And they are really good. That pork jerky is just. You call it crack. Yeah. So it's, it's, they call it Korean barbecue teriyaki. So you get some of those, that like sweetness of the teriyaki, but you Mm -hmm. also get this like almost a nutty umami-ness from whatever they're doing on it as well. But you don't get that really spicy Korean that you sometimes wish, you know, wish for or don't want. Well, I one or the other. There's some some ball, some some ball on the table. Oh my goodness! If you want to add some of that spiciness to your ramen, that would do it. But yeah, so this beer holds up to the pork jerky. Like you said, there is a lot of perceived sweetness. In the jerky, and to me, I don't know about you, what it does to this beer is it actually makes the beer more nutty. Yes. I get a lot of kind of nuttiness, peanut, cashew kind of flavors when it comes to the, the beer at that point. 
Now, how long has this beer been in the state? Um, maybe just a few months. Maybe just a month. <laughs> I think it came at the beginning of May. Hmm. And it's been here about that long. But they sell it in in six-pack of tall boy cans. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they sell it in 12 packs of 12-ounce cans. Mm-hmm. And they also sell it in 30 racks. Mm-hmm. For those of you who can get a 30 rack. Because right. I know you can't in every state, which is so weird to me. You know, there are some states you can only buy like 24, 20, 24, 28 beers at a time. Oh, and yeah. so you can get a 24 rack, but you can't get a 30 rack. You can't buy a 30 rack. So you go out in your boat and you got to come back. Yeah, or you just buy two at once. So was this the kind of beer that you were drinking a lot or that was kind of coming of age when you were in in college and kind of first out of college this this these lighter style american lagers is that kind of what was big around then yeah there wasn't any craft beer mm-hmm. i forget what year they opened it up to so you could homebrew i got my homebrew kit like 95 but I think the homebrew effort started before, of course, before that. But before that, uh, the craft beer just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So this says homebrewing started um, October 14, 1978. And thank you, Jimmy Carter. Huh. Oh, wow. But, but, you know, that thing called prohibition killed all the all the small craft breweries and distilleries yeah that existed in the United States and then when that ended it was kind of a slow effort uh, to get those going again so yeah Miller, Miller Lite, Bud, Bud Lite. I never really was a Bud guy. Yeah. I was the Miller Lite guy. And that's one of the story about the uh, MGD. So, of course, back then I didn't have to worry about my waistline, but <laughs> <laughs> we probably should all always go to light beers from now on, John. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, thank you. Uh, Montucky also is starting a seltzer line. Oh, really? They're doing. They only have one. They're doing uh, grapefruit, grapefruit seltzer, which is going to be interesting to see how it tastes and how it compares to some of the other ones out there. Uh, and they're using just you know the the cane sugar liquor, like a lot of places do. Um. So, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of all I really know about this and. You know, like I said, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with this style of beer. But the more that I try them, the more I'm pleasantly surprised that, and I understand that it has a specific time and place. Well, out there at the ballpark where you first saw it, where Jordan first saw it, you know, that's a perfect place for it because... You know, 90 degrees at the ballpark. Okay, don't get me wrong. 
you know, a beer venture captain, he'll, he'll drink a stout anywhere, and so would I. But, you know, at the ballpark, you know, drinking this kind of beer is more likely right. than the stout. And, you know, I, I can't remember if our ballpark even has some stouts that we could drink at the ballpark. They usually don't. <clears throat> yeah. If you want something bigger, you're going to have to go to like a IPA. Somebody's some big yeah. IPA. Yeah. Pine tree, pine saw IPA. But yeah. So have you had it with a snack mix yet? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I really like the snack mix. And you got that at Costco too? Sure did. It was a, oh my gosh, it jumped in the cart. I don't know how it did that. Right. So, I don't know what these little. They're Parmesan crisps. Parmesan? Uh-huh. Oh. And then they're ranch flavored. Let me just pick all those out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snack mix has little of these little Parmesan crisps. that mm. has almonds, cashews, and pistachios in it. Mm-hmm. And the the ranch flavor, it's quite dilly, and but it doesn't. So that kind of herbaceousness comes through this, comes through the beer, mm-hmm. but it doesn't kill the beer. The beer's got enough to it that it doesn't just kind of overwhelm it. You still get that kind of beer flavor to it. With the ramen, I totally understand what Dave says. What Dave means. What is that? So, in the episode where him and I talked about pairing theory, mm-hmm. it started by saying, you know, Dave's thoughts of a light, crisp American style lager or just these super clean lager, super clean beers mm-hmm. are the best pairing beers because they do a wash on the palate mm. and get you back to, you know, kind of do a clear, clear palate back to the next taste. Mm hmm. And I think this does this mm-hmm. with this with this ramen. Now there's no protein, there's no heat, there's no mm-mm. extra stuff in the ramen. It's like my version of instant ramen, right? Kind of thing. So it got good flavor, and the beer I think goes well with it. But well, if we put that garlic heat, garlic chili sauce on this beer, wouldn't stand up to it, not at all. Yeah, with but the sun ball. But it's not really meant to, right? Neither with the, neither one of them. No. The beer is the beer's there to be kind of more of a refresher. Well, which I think it, it which I think it would. Right. But I think the in, the high life might be better at it. Because yeah. of the extra sweetness that the high life has. Yeah. So are you ready for best on plate? So. All right. Well, do you want to start with yours? So, best on my now. Wait a minute. So you, what I you're gonna do, do? I gotta do two best on plays, right? No. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna pick your favorite beer with your favorite bite. So the, as I've said it several times, the MGD, the Genuine Draft, is my best beer of those two. Not to say the high life sucked or anything. It's just so I noticed on the box, and I never saw it in the website that 
when you the high life says hop essence and then on the box for the miller genuine draft it says hop essence and hops so i tried to dig into that and i never figured that out i think that's the hop oil stuff that i was talking about right but the miller genuine draft to me has more of the bitterness that you get from the hop i don't get any pine salt or anything like that it's just on the on the finish I get some bitterness. Okay, so which part of the Hungry Man did it go best with? Well, the Hungry Man, um, the best thing of the Hungry Man was the chicken fried chicken. And so it went best with the MGB. Okay. Now, I did, maybe I didn't give that apple enough chance. You said that, and maybe uh, you're going to say my, it again. My, fa- my best on plate was... The Miller Genuine Draft with that apple cobbler. Mm-hmm. I liked the High Life better as a beer, just a drinking beer. But when we're talking about the pairings, that apple cobbler and had some of those same matching stuff in the MDG that I really enjoyed. You think it was the cinnamon? No, I think it was the apple sweetness. Okay. It just had some of that extra apple-y nuttiness, and it just matched. It matched very well to me. I just tried it, listeners. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but overall, right? I like the High Life better. Okay. Which means I will probably, I might order High Life late at night now. Okay. For a buck fifty. <laughs> All the ponies? <laughs> a little buck fifty a pony. Oh, there are seven ounces according to the websites what American ponies are. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it's a buck fifty. Well, Joanne, when we're in St. Martin, Joanne likes to get the Heineken in those little ponies. Mm-hmm. And I go, Joanne, why are you wasting your time? Well, she drinks them slow enough that if they were the big ones, mm-hmm. they'd get warm. They'd get warm if they weren't in a bucket. Yeah. But they always come in a bucket. So <laughs> it's like. <laughs> All right, what about with the cold snack? Dad, what was your favorite cold snack and your favorite bite? Oh, the cold snack was uh, my favorite cold snack. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> no, I said, what was your favorite bite with the cold snack? I know, but uh, the cold snap and the pork crack. Yeah. That's my favorite. I mean, <laughs> the other the other two were, were good pairings, mm-hmm. but definitely this. I really like the 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 jerky with this. Gives mm-hmm. it some of the extra just a little ass body. Yeah. Which was really good. All right, Dad. It's your turn. All right, pour it up. Time for a blind for Dad. Okay, here comes a beer. <laughs> All right, Dad. I've got you a blind poured up. And while you're drinking that, I'm going to go ahead and drink another in. Uh, another highlight. What, you go get one out of my fridge? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. Now, while you're, while you're looking at that beer, did you notice the woman in the moon? I did see that there sitting there. So she looked like a witch to me, but according to, you know, some of this story, it's rumored that the, the model for her was the brewery founder 
Frederick Miller's granddaughter. Oh, okay. So there's a little tidbit that I forgot to talk about. That's pretty cool. All right, this beer is got a little bit of a head. You can see through it, read through it. It's uh, effervescing up. It's just been poured. It's cold. Okay, on the nose, I get a little bit of, gosh, there's a little bit of nutmeg. That makes no sense. It's um, floral, a little bit of nutty nutmeg, but it's, you know, like I said, it's clear. Yep. Gosh, I hadn't done that so long. <laughs> I know, that's what happens when you travel. Yeah. So I'm going to clean my palate a little more because I've been eating that uh, crack. <laughs> So good, a little taste now. I still get that little nutty. Hmm. Okay, you're getting a little nuttiness on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a white head. Uh, it's cold. Okay, it's a it's a light beer. There we have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's gonna <laughs> just gonna go ahead and drop it there. <laughs> no, let's see what we got. What are you, I mean, are you getting anything beside that anus? Maybe a little orange peel. Okay. That nuttiness seems to be more prevalent, and that's, that's really worrying me out, because when you think of a nutty beer, you think of brown. Or just a malt-driven beer. That's right. Yeah, it's, it, you're right, it is malt-driven. I get very little hops on it. I like it, let's put it that way. Okay, good. So, I'm starting, okay, we're, we're going to start narrowing things down here, Josh. Okay. It's not a stout. Nope. It's not a brown. Nope. It's not a wit. Okay. Or wheat beer. I want, it's it's like, so what do we got left? It's It doesn't have the hoppiness of an IPA. Okay. It has um, very little bitterness. Let me taste this again. Yeah, the the MGD had more bitterness to it. So, there's a beer on the market called Shock. That's a Budweiser product. Okay. Uh, I haven't had that but a few times. And there's another beer on the market, Molson. You're talking, are you talking the Canadian beer? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what types of beers are those? Uh, I think those are Pilsners. Okay. So um, that's what I'm thinking it is. I don't think it's Budweiser, Bud Light, but it could be that, that shock beer. Cause when I've had it, that was pre COVID. It's not something I'd go to. Okay, so you're you're. But it, it sounds like you're saying that this is a light pilsner style beer. Well, and and the the shock had some of those orange peel, okay, flavors to it. So that's what I'm thinking. I've got oh. a pilsner style with orange peel, um, some hot bitterness very light though okay so pilsner beer possibly shock uh possibly molson from canada but that's what i think it might be 
All right. So you have to come back next week to find out what dad is drinking. And speaking of next week, dad, what are we going to be doing next week? Because it is a liquor week. What do we have time to do a non-cat? <laughs> That's a great segue because next week we're doing nightcap liquor. So liquors that dad and I enjoy as our final drink of the night. So dad, what are you doing next week? I think I'm going to do a little nip of amaretto. All right. So dad's doing a almond liqueur called amaretto. And I'm going to be doing a liqueur called Bonal. Bonal. Yep. Bonal. So what is it? You will have to come back next week and find out what Bonal is and right. why I enjoy it as a nightcap. All right. So we want to we want to thank you guys for being with us now that we're on the other side of 100 episodes. And if you haven't listened to 98, 99, and 100, just go and download them and have fun. Yeah, and we uh, we really appreciate all of you being along with us. Remember, if you like what we're doing, give us a like, share. And a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Please also give us a rating. It's one of the ways that we get recognized. If you like what we're doing and you want other people to find us, give us a rating out there on your podcast platform. It'll help us get recognized out there. We're also out there on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where you can find what we're doing for the week. And you can kind of see what we've done in the past as well. So please give us a like follow on your favorite social media platform as well and send us an email yeah talk to us tell us what we're doing or we're not doing tell us what you want us to do yeah feel free to reach out to us on any of those platforms or like dad said you can also send us an email at acquired tastings at gmail.com so this was another great episode dad i'm very I think so i'm enjoying a lot of the beer that we've been doing. I thought I chugged it, but I remembered I poured it in the glass. <laughs> so here we go. And once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.